You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. Uh, Welcome back to the Critical Commentary Watch Along Podcast. Yeah, truly. Welcome back. We're excited to jump into some (laughs) Riverdale. Um... Yeah. Here. So we're recording. Uh, I'm recording as usual, as mostly, on the unceded uh, territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, where much of Riverdale is shot, as well as uh, in the sto- territories of the Stolo people. Um, and my co-host. I'm, I am coming in from uh, Tumanis and Snunemuk territory. Um, over here near Shimanis on, oh, in Shimanis on Vancouver Island. I, for some reason, I feel the need to say near Shimanis as if, like, I don't want to be found. Shimanis is not very big. I don't know why. Yeah, that's I already that real way. specific. Yeah, I, I, I'm in Shimanis at the moment. You know who's also in Shimanis? Just strolling down one of the main roads the other day was a couple of cougars. Oh, I thought you were going to say an actor, but no, that's much cooler. Absolutely not. It was Cougars. If there was a famous actor walking down the street in Shimanis, the entire town would have known. Someone won $150,000 at the grocery store and the entire town knows. Oh, small towns. Um, anyway, um, this was a weird episode. Like This was I, a weird I, episode. I don't know even really why. I just, it was weird. I feel like Riverdale's it's so interesting to me. Um, this show has had its ups and downs, absolutely, and I've stuck with it because I love the characters, and mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate the actors, and um, there's so many things that are fun about it that are. But I don't feel like I've had a lot of episodes where I've just been like, "What?" <laughs> there's been yeah. episodes where I've been like, "I don't like that choice," or "What is going on?" or "Oh my goodness," or "That was brilliant," or. What a what a bold choice they made for that character. Or oh, I really didn't like that choice. But this is an episode where I'm I'm just kind of feeling what <laughs> what unmoored. I find myself scrambling for literary reference, and I mean, they give maybe. me some. Like they give us they give us poets. They give us some broad thematic things. They give us bits of Powell actually. Um, they, I guess they get, they do give us some explicit art, but it doesn't feel like, as usual, we're inside the art. I kind of feel like this is an art having an impact on people story, and a lot more original, maybe, than, than we usually really get. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I wonder if how, the references to Howl are a nod. I mean, they talk about this kind of explicitly in the episode, too. I wonder if this is a mm. nod to some of the, like, some of the sexual exploration that took place in the the types of sexual exploration that took place in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if the show is making an explicit point about that time period. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I think I also found the end, the exchange that ends with the slap between Betty and her mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what wrong note it's hitting for me. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a very um it's a very very like dissonant sour emotional note 
Um, yeah. And it's it's also, I feel, you know how I, I often say, I feel like that's A plot and that's B plot. I feel mm-hmm. like this entire episode is B plot except for whatever the heck's happening with Alice. And I think, yeah, I think there's there's that creep from from the season on this episode, and they usually blend better than this. But I I think they're doing something very odd here. Um, I I think, um, you know, on reflection at first pass, this episode seems to be an attempt at a healthier take of on teenage sexuality than the show has previously um, fallen on its face trying to do. Um, I, 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 I'd love to read this episode as very sex positive. Yeah, maybe. On that note, should we jump in? I think so. It's been too long. Chloe, let's say Riverdale. Uh, sync up your recordings of choice, gang. Um, I'm gonna make mine load properly, of course, as always, and uh, legally, totally, always. Um, here we That's, go. I love how Ryan says that so shiftily, and it is actually legal every time we do it. Of course, it is. What else would we do, Chloe? Uh, pressing in three, two, one, press, and a Netflix badoom to sync us all together. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Wow! 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 <sighs> Grundy's back. See, that's that's a thing. Grundy's back, and Grundy's teaching them healthy sexuality and exploration. I mean, we can argue about Ginsburg's specific choices in health, but this is this is this is this seems positive to me, and I am weirded out by having Grundy as a as a positive sex positive figure. So. Yeah, it it is a it, it is a risque poem maybe to read in high school but is it also mm. is it i don't know the answer i haven't read how in a really long time one of my favorite photographs of all time is a group of uh young men in one of the military colleges in the united states they've all got their buzz cuts they're all in uniform and they're all reading howl <laughs> it's a beautiful picture oh prelude to something exciting does, how old is the word heteronormativity? I'm not sure. Um, I know homosexual and heterosexual were definitely... I, I'm pretty sure it's anachronous. Pretty sure. But... Um, yeah. Um, and I, I can accept that in, in club yeah, activities. Popular, popularized we're talking the term about in 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tracks. In the, in the, the correct... Uh, flow of Riverdale 55 anachronism. And yeah, Archie's like... horny and he doesn't understand. <laughs> yes. All episode. Uh, I, I love they all smelled the book. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a dolly and a half. Uh, um, I'm going to let you two kittens in on a little secret. Classic pinup. And again, the, I I um I have a beat. There's a little beat of hesitation coming from old old me now at these teenagers exploring pornography, because that's a very different conversation in the modern world, um, than painting a pinup portrait. 
It's true. I don't know much about the history of porn, and I don't know much about the history of pinup, but um, it is a different mm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Julian Blossom is always the arbiter of the plot, and then he is never gets to benefit from the plot. I feel. Yes, he is. He is a driving force of. He is um. He is of this Riverdale in a way that the others are not. Yes, that's true. And since he's since he's not a character that's been in the show before, that really fits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. I, one of my favorite moments that uh, occurs between, um, that occurs between gay male couples is um, pretending to be broy, like when Kevin <laughs> sort of fists um, plays um, whatever body part that is near the shoulder bicep. Um, mm-hmm. is there, mm-hmm. that's a good moment. There's also a moment like that in the Heartstopper comics where, uh, Charlie, uh, <laughs> is, calls Nick mate as a joke and Nick is like, never do that yep. again. <laughs> yep. <sighs> and then suddenly censorship has snuck in like a fascist nightmare that you didn't notice has been happening for what, three to eight years or 30 to 80 years. Yeah. Give or thank take. You, Ryan. We know. <laughs> It's so sad. Uh, uh, um, I enjoyed getting a bit more of um, the publisher in play. He is also of this world in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in so much as I don't feel like he has quite, he has the agency to change things the way our leads do. Right. Um... Oh, that's interesting. Doesn't have the agency to change things. Tangled with Warthers before. Yeah. You beat them at their own game. We are heading very much in the direction of the teenagers are adults and we're asking them to do adult things, which I was sort of enjoying us not drifting into, but now we've drifted in and we, you know, it's it's one of the things that Riverdale does. It, yeah, it feels very corks off and is not going back in as, 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 as uh, yeah, in that vibe. I'm grateful for the, um, the, <laughs> the innocence vibe. The, the, I'm, I'm grateful we got that refresh to, um, prematurity again with these characters. I'm, I'm appreciating it all the more as they now, find crises of their feelings. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't pick up on that, but I, I see it for sure. Hmm. Um, this is so cheeky, this thing that Veronica says to Kevin and Clay. Yeah, less and less and less subtle. Yeah. <laughs> but also they do literally watch wrestling porn. It's interesting. I've never um, really heard the term stag film until this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same, actually. I've heard this, you know, stag party, of course. But yeah, I guess I also don't think of watching porn as a social activity. And it kind of had to be at the time, huh? Yeah, I I understand (laughs) that people do it. I, too, do not regard this as a social activity, but I'm happy for other people to live their lives. 
Um, Rec- and recognizing a time where it was obligatory social, there there was no real, you know, like they're 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 the characters are at the the cusp of of uh, permanent media in that regard and their access. I will uh, just note the like moment with Tony. This show is about to get a little bit explicit for a sec. Sorry, Riverdale gang. Um, <laughs> this moment with Tony moving her finger over like the button on the um, <laughs> camera is very suggestive of anatomy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charged. I had to wait for mom's sake or sleeping pills. Yes. <sighs> Great code on Betty. Oh, tip top. <laughs> Here to take a gander. Here to take a gander. And the great bow on this dress of Veronica's. Gosh, this was a great. I said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> this is a great time for fashion. We don't. We don't circle too hard on the Betty train here, but I like that there's still there there's there there's there's comfortable comfortable charge that isn't just flirtatiousness. They are they are peeping on on a room full of horny men together for funsies, and that's oh yeah, like that's a great social sexual dynamic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's a very fun connection that Betty and Veronica seem to have at this point in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was vintage until the reveal. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I think I skipped the summary of this one, or I I didn't realize what episode it was on because this caught me nicely by surprise. Yeah. Um, and kudos to this performer playing Polly. Um, I feel like she gets a victory lap after being rather poorly utilized and rather poorly framed for such a long, for so long of this show. It's true. They do seem to be going through greatest hits of the people who didn't, of the people, the characters who didn't stay mm. very long on the show in this. Season, yeah. It's, it's Riverdale's justice for Barb to the nth degree. Yeah. Justice for Barb. But it, I mean, we've had the justice for the Pussycats episode already, but we've got more justice for Josie, certainly coming up yes. in Ooh, uh, future yeah. episodes, we think. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Sorry to be calling so late, but we need to talk. I Man, I really found photography class so irritating. This whole process of like, waiting for the film to develop and the chemicals and getting it wrong and getting it right. I just hated it, but it looks really uh, sexy in television. See, we had cut it. The, that program was cut by the time I was in high school. I, 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 you, that was never an option. It was early digital cameras. That's so interesting. We had to do it on film. I, I mm. developed film. It was Sick. weird. I, wasn't that fun, to be honest. I had had a lot of <laughs> like going out and taking pictures is quite fun, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the follow up, yeah. the chemistry, the chemistry wasn't fun for me. The chemistry would probably be fun for me now. It's not interesting. Riverdale, I assume so, Riverdale is more interesting, but <laughs> this episode is just kind of—I don't know. It's um, I think I think um. 
this episode might be challenging me very slightly. Okay. And I'm not entirely sure how. Just like there's there's things I don't understand, but that still seem to be like this this episode feels emotionally affected, is what I mean. What that effect is, I am very confused by. Still. Sure. Yeah, I I'm really enjoying the references to like contemporary burlesque for the contemporary for the era that this is taking place Mm -hmm, in. mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Uh, both Lee and Baker mentioned, and this was an interesting time for burlesque. One of the things that's interesting about the 50s is that we think of it as a very conservative um, Mm. decade, and of course all of these sexual awakening, sexual enjoyment things were going on. That was the Mm. one of the least articulate sentences I've ever said, (laughs) but um, it's interesting. I just found it interesting that they chose burlesque. That was one of my one of the things I liked about this episode was that they chose to showcase mm-hmm. burlesque. But then they kind of didn't. Yeah, they they dropped the, they they dropped the word positively. Yes. I I I have the bias again of living in Vancouver. That there's a little part of me that thinks like, oh yeah, there's a really big vibrant burlesque scene in Vancouver, and there has been for decades now. I wonder if just some of that positive zeitgeist, that positive vibe has saturated into this writing team when they go looking in their in their bag of ideas for sex positivity. I hope. Yes. I hope, I hope. Yeah. Exposure well, to more were, art. Where these two characters end up in this episode was fun for me. But it again, like it's just I'm not really sure what Riverdale's doing. You know, they get people to be apart and then they get people to be together and they get people apart and they get them together again. And it seems like we're kind of just sort of breathing in and out through different plot lines. And we haven't, Mm -hmm. there's so few episodes left. I just don't know what's going to happen. Time is a flat circle, Chloe. What will happen is another breath. That's that is what I'm getting in this escalation of um, uh, no polyamory. I, I I I'm taking it as they're ping ponging with like the accumulated speed magic of their relationships, and like we're getting this. I think it's all distilling down. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um. By the way, Riverdale Gang, I'm terribly sorry. My computer has suddenly decided to update one of its programs. I apologize if my voice gets a little warbly for a second. But Any more weird interestingly, thing it's interesting the way they set up this relationship between Jughead and Veronica. Veronica is a very powerful yeah. character, but I find that whenever she's paired with romantically with Jughead, mm-hmm. she becomes helpful mm-hmm. in a way that reminds me of it feels very wifely, sort of very traditionally wifely. Um, yes. And uh, it's an it's an interesting choice for that character. I think I don't quite know what it means, but it's interesting. Um, here's this There's actor who um, I think is local, isn't she? I think so. Yes, I'm yeah. not positive, but I believe she was a small enough supporting role back in season one to be cast local. Uh who's gotten gotten to ride this train uh through some bumpy tracks 
but is now looking so confident as a peak career international burlesque star. Yeah. It is what interesting. a great place to circle around to. We met her in yeah. a nunnery. We, oops, sorry, I just boxed She something. was a yeah. pregnant girl in a nunnery in her very first scene. That's true, she was. I forgot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot where Polly started. And here she is. Here she is. Oh, yeah. Polly. Just, I'm so curious about this husband who we're never going to meet. Yes, of course. <laughs> Betty will beat him off screen. It's fine. Beat him. Um, they do know about polyamorous. Polyamorous. That's it's very oh. cheeky. So I was I was last show predicting, oh, maybe Hal is a secret serial killer, obviously. Maybe mm-hmm. they're just that ashamed of their famous first daughter. I, I guess don't know. so. Be, why not both? Why not both? I think Hal may just be normal this season. I'm not sure we're I, getting serial killer Hal. You don't buy it. I take it. I I feel like he's still serial killer hell. I mean, maybe. I I feel like I'm still watching serial killer hell. He just, you know, they haven't shown him crack yet, but but I... mm -hmm, Until proven otherwise, hell is a serial killer to me. Yes. Well. (sighs) Never say no to a fan. Yeah. And Betty gets this cool sudden proxy connection as well that used to be entirely the other direction with her and Veronica. Yeah. So this is one of these moments. That's true. Uh, This is one of these moments where we're just leaning into Veronica's adulthood. Here she is serving alcohol to her guests. She's a junior. (laughs) I, I think we haven't. Said otherwise. Yeah, she's a junior. That's what, 15? 15, well, um, it's it's grade 11. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and no one's really batting an eye. That's what I think is so, well, I mean, Mary bat mm. an eye that one time. Yeah. I, arguably, perhaps Polly should bat an eye here, but I also suspect as a touring burlesque star, Polly meets a lot of uh, women who are obliged to do socially inappropriate for their age things and deal with it. In, <laughs> that is possible, yes. Like, I probably not, she's probably not surprised this kid's serving her wine. Maybe surprised it's good wine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just don't understand what rich people's lives are like. Also, this mm. is fiction. <laughs> and the 50s. Booze was very different. I feel like so many of Veronica's lines in this season have been, how about you do a show at the Babylonium? How about the Babylonium? <laughs> what about the Babylonium? We need to count that. And oh, I, if we count back when it was a casino. Yes. I want a super cut of Veronica promoing her, her place. Yes. Tonight we become, you become men by watching porn, Reggie. This okay. is this is one 
of the things that I just find so missed. Like, I just, maybe I just don't know enough straight guys. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is. I, this is mystifying to me. You I'm, know, it's not true. I definitely talk to people, straight men who went to parties where there was porn on. Yeah. Yeah. That actually. But, yeah. But is that, is that in the, like, we're undergrads who've already blown out all of our uh, in, our ability to be shocked by anything or is like, are we talking high school? Cause this, what we're <laughs> getting is, is like kids first exposure here in Reggie and Archie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I definitely remember dares to visit porn sites as early as elementary school. And then yeah. some, you know, but I don't know that that's quite the same as this. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. other thing is that I do think of uh, Reggie and Archie's extremely straight characters. And of course, I'm always yes. open for anybody to be queer. But this felt. I don't really understand exactly how this felt for me. It just didn't they... feel very true to the characters, I guess. And don't get me wrong. I'm always happy for a queer moment, but it just mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel true to the characters for them to be like. Well, maybe we'll just watch the guys make out. And I do. I yeah. I I don't know. How did you feel? Say more. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great um dynamic of straight uh sexual dynamics of 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 the social sexual aspect. If they wanted to blow each other, they could have done that. Like That's I true. believe these Absolutely. are two these are two people who are who are so who are very close to share an ex- the extremely intimate vulnerable things together. Um but they aren't actually interested in sexual activity with each other. They they have like n- they skirt around it be- I think uh, uh, because yes there's a sexual charge and there's a like I guess this could happen. I think that's implicit just in watching mm-hmm. um, in the scenario, in the, the like bad porn meat cute scenario. Um, right. But then they play it out quite, um, they play it straight throughout. Um, and I really appreciated that um, mm-hmm. to have, you know, where we get to at the end, these, these two straight, guys who are very close who have a, 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 a close friendship and are confident um i guess being around each other's sexuality they're not yeah they're not afraid of each other's sexuality it's yeah, yeah. it's That's nice true. It's, it's intimacy it is intimacy absolutely i think i i think i understood this moment as queer is in non-normative yes and yes. I didn't really know how to articulate that because I was looking at these two characters mm. going like I don't know that these characters like I don't know that they've built these characters up to be queer characters you know mm-hmm. but they've I had like, I let I really yeah. like your perspective thank you mm-hmm. queering straight characters and they're still straight and they're still heterosexual and that is it's a it's a great a uh, nuance we need to get a handle on in media <laughs> because 
queering as a critical analysis of the dynamics and power and hierarchy and communication in a relationship. Um, yeah. Straight, straight, straight people need that a lot. <laughs> they get so much yeah. less practice than we have to. Yeah, it's that like is true. being queer. You have to run the qualifying race uh, of basic competency uh, in like write an essay form explaining Judith Butler uh, to earn your closet space. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> a long outline from Cheryl. It's all starting to make a hellish sort of sense now, or whatever it is she says. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> Once again, we have same sex, uh, shared, intimate sex and space, um, but it's also this very feminist and affirming space that they present. Mm. So, n- many of the good layers. Oh, super duck. This is such an interesting scene because there's such a huge conversation right now about what counts as free speech and what counts as censorship in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. And Jughead and Pep Comics guys, name I've forgotten, are making the very salient point that if you don't define things clearly, Mm -hmm. anything can be censored. Yes. Um, Um, but they are operating from a we should be able to say whatever we want because of freedom of speech sort of place, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't, which I have mixed feelings. About. I don't know. It's an interesting moment. Yeah, it's it's um, hmm. what the, yeah when when censorship is in this case the state power, um, yes, and as as it was in McCarthyism, the state power was the aggressive censor. Um, and I would argue that in a lot of disingenuous dialogue and characterization, um, there's an attempt to push a contemporary, uh, story that censorship is coming from state actors or, or progressive actors. Um, I hearken back to this scene with the the nun, the psychologist, and the principal staring down in judgment and um, in in resolute decision already made. Did any of that make sense? <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. I just think it's I just think it's an interesting moment. Oh. It is. Um, I, I'm struck <laughs> by how the plays Shakespeare. Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah, it does have all those things. So much. Um, at no point in this episode is there any space to question how are they doing this and why uh, is anyone letting them? And that's an interesting Kafkan beat that 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 I, I really strikes me on rewatch. There is there is something insidiously. Um, the decision has already been made. Yeah. About what seems to be a you know a looming social movement of censorship on Riverdale that Jughead is at the forefront of. Um, but of, yeah, of course, yeah, and I don't, one also wonders about how much power they have. You know, no no newsstand in America will carry this, but this is. Mm-hmm. 
just Riverdale, as far as I can tell. It seems like an absurd threat, but also it's played so seriously and, and played straight by the adults of this world, by the, by the, by the knowledgeable people of this world um, that I accepted as, as the given circumstances, even though it's, it's illogical, um, but illogical and crisis in local governance are sort of just, those go together well. Yeah, and I I think the the illogical um, nature of a lot of bureaucratic machinations that um, you know that fascism has in many in many guises hidden under the the quiet bureaucratic processing by which a lot of um, extremist things are fielded and tested extremist ideas, um, yeah. and there is a there is a like the the faceless state actor is you know, immutable where who do you complain to who is who is it responsible to it is not there is no one um mm. and that's the I, I feel like that's you know i feel like that we're getting that kind of cracking beast of authoritarianism here yeah not yeah Sorry, I'm a little bit distracted by this scene with the kids and Miss Grundy. It's just weird advice that she's giving them. Not creepy mm. advice. Just weird just advice. Weird. Like, oh, just stay like, up all night and you'll really feel something. What? It's like Anne of Green Gables advice. A little, yeah. And don't be wrong. You stay up all night, you feel something. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but um, I yeah. just... Telling her students this as life guidance. Or the, yeah. the framing of it. Um, it's, just, it's just odd. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to do with this character. I think she's supposed to be like free-spirited English teacher type, but... Yeah. Uh, captain my captain. Yeah, definitely a bit of captain my captain. That hilarious teacher with the dark eye makeup and Dairy Girls who's only on for an episode. Oh. I don't know if you remember that oh. one. Such of a course. great episode. I've watched, there are so few Dairy Girls. I've watched them all so many times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really Labor appropriate BBC feeling. making is slow. I, yeah. <laughs> there are downsides to not exploiting everyone. Yeah. It's patience. <laughs> oh, Alice's dress here and the way it's played is. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Very floral, both of them. Yeah, the uh, triple pearl, the triple pink pearl. She's like, she looks queenly. It's true. If I had my druthers, that's an, uh, an expression my mom uses all the time. <laughs> um, I just, I think, I, I can't put my finger on what is ringing false for me about Betty and Alice's relationship in this episode. Hmm. But I think it might be that Betty and Alice's relationship has been so tense so often with such high stakes. Do you remember the time mm -hmm. that Betty like handcuffs her mom in the bunker? <laughs> I only remember that scene because I've watched the blooper reel and there's a blooper where she breaks out of the handcuffs and runs away, but she's still crying and kind of giggling. Um, anyway, all this is, I don't even know what happens in the scene or why they end up there or what's going on. But it, there's so yeah. many weird things that have happened in their relationship. And even in this season, there's been so many weird things. 
but this whole like you didn't tell me about this and I'm gonna go anyway that ends in the slap that just feels very tame Mm -hmm. I think for these two characters and I didn't understand why I was supposed to treat these stakes as if they were super high maybe that's what it was right right hmm I um I, I, I wonder if there is a point of tension in that that is like there's obviously a lot unresolved, but I think the the unresolved trajectory of that plot line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the rest of this episode does resolve. Alice and Betty just escalates. Right. Yeah. Um, I just want to note that we have another thwarted. Um, pornography moment for I'm horny gosh, as heck. The, the like the hammy quality that um, KJ Apa <laughs> and Charles Melton are bringing to this moment. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. man, God, they're funny. It's fantastic. I I would love um, if I don't think I will have an opportunity, but I'm very curious how teenage viewers now take line delivery like that because y'all who grew were teenagers when you wa- started watching Riverdale you're old with us now you've yeah. crossed the line a while That's ago <laughs> oh, a hunk of Wisconsin man cheese god help us all I love the way uh Reggie is holding his coat in this scene mm-hmm. it's just so childlike yep um the synchronous yeah we're gonna Both do this together intimacy it's so sweetly intimate um it is also did did we finally get a positive sex worker representation for a hot second yeah kind of i mean there's probably still a woodly ethical question around the fact that they're minors um yep uh and by probably i mean there is a woodly ethical (laughs) question um are they consensual age? Is what is consensual age in this state? Oh, there's all sorts of questions. Um, yeah, there's a big context, but in in the context, it's 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 less actively judgmental than we've ever been. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, they, they um they they comment on it, and I love that they comment on it. That her act has a few striptease bits, has elements of striptease. And is 100% burlesque. Classy, classy, classy burlesque. This is a very fun dress. Oh, good glove work. Very fun. Yes. Yeah, this is... This is... um, Correctly choreographed for the form. Which is refreshing as well. And Mm -hmm. not always what I expect from Riverdale. Um... Yeah, it's it's not just musical theater with nudity. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. That's the, um, they have Polly take yeah. one glove off and Betty take off the other one. That's a yes. choice. The way it became a duet about this, with them. I'm curious about this song. Oh, I did not take in yeah. that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Alice had all of Polly's playbills and some tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I did not take that in. Also, Cheryl, what Penelope. are you doing leaving this oil painting of you and your girlfriend up 
it's Cheryl like Cheryl is trying to burn it all down with with negligence. Yes. I think there's a certain threshold of uh, there's a certain place in the closet where one can be where you are actively trying to light the closet on fire and you don't care that you're still in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I see Cheryl being right now. Um, I really enjoyed the little Alice interlude. It like, I want to say it made no sense as TV yes. and it made perfect sense as theater. Yeah. Very theatrical moment uh, that I agree seemed kind of out of place in this episode. Mm. Every yeah. once in a while, um, just a little musical lick for stylization that in, in an otherwise completely non-musical show, um, Agatha all along in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. At no other point do they break into song randomly, but it's such a good moment. Yeah. I should rewatch um, WandaVision. We all should. We, we, we all should. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, My dear Miss Amorous. This is a really fun um, uh, rap bathrobe, whatever this is. This is way too classy to be a bathrobe. Um, yeah. For me to use the word bathrobe for it mm-hmm. on Polly. Really, really fun very kind of not not maybe not in period i really don't know but definitely in period for a woman in a movie like yeah. this is the thing that they'd put on betty davis or like marilyn yeah. Monroe I, or something you know what i mean i think the i think the the silk and the furs and the nightgown look are absolutely in period for um for the circles uh Polly is running in yeah for the yeah, fashion yeah. circles at the time. Um, okay, so the boys sit in their, um, there's really no other way to say it, their post-nut clarity. Oh my God, help. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <sighs> um, and it's good. And they don't feel regrets. And they are like discovering, hey, we're cool with this. It's fantastic. And they're both straight. Yeah. And they're both com- yeah, yeah. probably all the more confident in that. That's true. I love you, Reggie. Yeah, see this moment, this moment sold it for me, actually. Yeah. It is it is in one hand almost a no homo, but it transcends the no homo by saying, No homo, I love you more than that. Oh, Cheryl, what did you expect? What are you dropping your tea for? Mm-hmm, what did you mm-hmm. expect? The dramatic effect of dropping her tea. That's gotta be. Perhaps you should pray on it in the chapel. Oh, dear. Um, so, the heightening of Penelope, again. Um, I think, I, I, I think there is, I'm excited especially about what Alice's plot is in the next three or four episodes and how Penelope can will be a foil to her. So I think those those um I think they've they've glommed on to those performers. Those you know those are such uh spectacular, well used performers in those characters. They are so being set up as as foils in their journey of processing here. Just some really, really good stuff with these two these two characters. Slow yeah, building. Yeah, that's interesting. 
in the antagonistic side sideline. <sighs> yeah. Okay, Despite so we're building I'm not to this, in the mood. Yeah, we're building to this moment that I find sort of I just sort of find mysterious. Hmm. Um there's um so one a play I love called Spring Awakening. Um perhaps we've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's also a musical, but classically nineteen tens play. There's um the whole thing kind of just breaks down in the end, and the main character gives a 20-minute monologue with a masked man who is literally the author about death. It's it's really theater-broken. Um, but in the ways in which Betty steps into moments of clarity and confidence in, in, um, in moral certainty at again and again in the beats of her story here remind me slightly of that of that that play and that convention um the bluntness of having your lead character just say it things straight to the camera yeah. and to and to the people around them uh even when it's over the top i think it i, I it's definitely a building the tension in in where these two are going to spend the next four episodes. I'm surprised yeah, it took you so long to do, do that. that. That's oh. interesting. This actually is a better scene oh. than the last time. I, I feel like I am connecting a little more with this scene than the last time I saw it. Yeah. And then suddenly we're whiplash back in this cute little romantic pairing. I have to say, <laughs> great chemistry between these two actors. This pairing yes. is very fun for me. Yes. Uh, agreed. This is this is a fantastic like last and last season find for them to use yeah. this dynamic. Last season, who have we not put together? Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, who isn't already and Shoney Endgame? Shoney Endgame is Shoney Endgame is Shoney Endgame. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, what this country stands for, or what it's supposed to stand for. Uh, failed contemporary commentary. Yeah, she sounds so <laughs> tired too when she says that. Yes, mm, tiredness. Um, the mentor publisher's tiredness. Veronica's tiredness. Mm. Love that tone of dealing with authoritarianism, whether it's Hiram Lodge or censorship. What is printed on Jughead's shirt? They look like, what are they? We kind of blew it last time. What I didn't catch they? it. Here's a wide shot. Wide <sighs> shot. I know they're going to smooch, but can we just see the color? <laughs> Here hey. we are again. It's true. They're actually on the same couch as when they smooched the first time. So we've gotten episode endings <gasps> with Veronica know? smooching yeah. Archie. And yes. Betty and Jughead. Yeah, and in well, each case, it like it completes like a complete opening relationship, and then she just continues on with her life. I'm pulling for Veronica and everyone endgame. Now, that's my <laughs> that's my my prediction right now is Veronica is going to date all of the people who she has amazing chemistry with. 
I mean, um, it's not the it's not the worst end game. Veronica having her way. Uh, having her yeah. way. Oh well, gang, that was super weird but refreshing. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good that's way of kind of it. a thing. Yeah, and next Riverdale. Week, I think we're seeing next week. I think we're seeing Josie McCoy. Yes, yes, Very yes. Very exciting. Yes, Gonna yes. be good. Okay, um, whatever your listening order, gang. See you next episode. See you next episode. Take care.